Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. We're back in the uh, fine studios in Pacheco. Here with my uh, good buddy, Mike Tasty McDowell. These are better than fine. These are luxurious. And my... my <laughs> we got are, some new chairs, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Feels good on my ass. Uh, chairs could be wider. Like I say, it feels good on my ass. <laughs> it's wide enough. You like the squeeze and feel there? Uh, I'm not getting no. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. Whatever you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, nice, nice uh, new uh, new chairs in the studio, and uh, <clears throat> nice to be back. Uh, we had a uh, a wonderful trip out oh, to Milwaukee. That's right. You were out of town. Uh, did a remote. Did a uh, a live show out there at the Northern Brewer <laughs> Store, our our fine sponsor that uh, has kept this show going for f- cl- coming up on four years, huh? Yeah. And um, yeah, they they uh, brought Justin and I out there, and uh, or Justin and me out there, and uh, we were there on uh, Thursday night. Went out, had some beers, uh, met up with uh, uh, one listener, Jesse. <laughs> he came out and joined us, had a good time, and then the guys from Northern Brewer came out, and then uh, we drank like. I don't know. I had a good six pints. Justin had a good eight pints, and at least that's what we were able to count. I don't know. Might have been could more have been than that. two extra in there. Yeah, yeah, a couple extra in there. Yeah, and uh, closed the place down, and that uh, was it. Was uh, a little bit of a challenge to get up Friday morning, <laughs> but went down to Northern Brew Store, and this place is massive. It's uh, the largest homebrew retail space I've ever seen. Mm. Yes, massive. And they had a huge, like, uh, kitchen, brewing, classroom area thing. Yeah. Which was really nice as well. And, uh, went there and met with a bunch of listeners. And I tell you, a huge crowd of people came out. (laughs) The place was packed. Nice. Big store and it was packed. And it was, uh, just a constant stream of people coming in, saying hi. People came in from, uh, all over the place. Uh, Brute Tattoo even came out. Know, like four, <laughs> 400 He's miles. He's so serious. Yeah. He? <laughs> he drove like 400 miles each way. I think it's more than that. To be out oh. there. Well, he said 400. All right. And, uh, uh, Bub was out there and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of great listeners. And I tell you, I, I love the whole Midwest vibe. I, I love the people out there. That's that's my kind of people. Mm-hmm. You know, those 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 are good good people, solid people, and I just love you know hanging out, chatting with them, 
and uh, you know, just having a good time, uh, kind of getting to know him, and and uh, you know, the uh, I didn't really know the Northern Brewer guys that well. I mean, I know them, and uh, you know, they're nice guys, and uh, but you know, I hadn't really sat around, and had a chance to to really, you know, knock back a bunch of pints. Find out what and, they really uh, think of you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't long before they flipped me off. I, oh. you know, they love uh, you then. No, yeah, yeah. Nice. No, they were, they were great. You know, really to get get a you know, uh, get a chance to hang out with them a bunch, and uh, I even uh, got a chance to hang out with uh, John Blickman. He was there, and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Brian from Y East was there, and and uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, um, you know. I've, Met some of these people before, and uh, you know, are always nice, conference, cordial, yeah. you know, professional kind of uh, uh, relationship. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was about Milwaukee, but every, everybody cut loose a little Getting bit down and dirty and, yeah. and relaxed and had a lot I of see. fun, and oh. there was a lot of kidding around, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was just excellent. I had a wonderful time. By by Sunday, actually by Saturday night, I was I was hurting. I think it was about nine nine thirty, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go back to the hotel. I think I think I'm done, because <laughs> uh, uh, you know a couple of nights before doing doing the early morning till the till the wee hours and and drinking all day long. You can't keep up anymore. Is I that what you're saying? I can't keep up. I'm well, I've already I'm... thrown in the towel, so I'm not. I can't you know be critical of you. But... <laughs> yeah, I was, that was it. I could not. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of headed back and uh, just crashed until uh, until it was time for my my flight the next day. Yeah. But just a wonderful trip, wonderful wonderful place. I want to see a uh, uh, you know the Homebrewers Conference out there. That's in Minnesota. That's right. Well, it, well, there. Oh, in Milwaukee. Then, yeah, oh, I, I want to see one in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, I think there's a big uh, big following there. Huh? That'd be good. Yeah, and it's a great beer town. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they had. Uh, several, uh, you know, breweries there that were all making really good beer. I mean, some of the beers were excellent that they're making out there, and all of them seemed to be very good. There was one place that uh, wasn't so great, but everything else was fantastic. And then uh, they got these, you know, beer bars where, you know, there's like 50 beers on tap. Nice. And then right next door is like this Belgian bar with, you know, all this bottled product and, and, uh, you know, restaurants. And you can walk to all these places. And, you know, it's just fantastic. Wow. There must be some good beer drinkers there if they have that kind of, you know, offering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's, uh, you can tell these guys uh, love their beer. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, just a wonderful time, wouldn't you say, Justin? It was great. I One of the best trips, uh, one of the best beer trips I've had, yeah. yeah. And, and it was really just the people. Right, right. Uh, not, like you said, the Northern Brewer guys were so nice, and then and the listeners we met, and, and the non-listeners we met. You know, we met mm-hmm. a lot of people at the shop who, was, you know, as, as happens when we show up, who are you guys? <laughs> and, uh, you know, in a lot of places... Um, not a lot. It happens sometimes where they just give us funny looks, right? Because it's a weird thing that we do. Not there. So they're so interested, and 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 then I think I think I made a couple of friends that have never heard the show at all, and by and they came to see us for two days in a row, and uh, so that by the end when they left, they were just shaking hands and it's great to meet you. We're, we're going to listen, and <laughs> they hadn't heard much of anything. Just sure. just talking to these guys. So uh, yeah, the people made it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Real good time. Yeah, it was it was absolutely a blast. And I really. 
really appreciate uh, Northern Brewer, you know, thinking enough of us to, to you know, make us part of that uh, grand opening. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it just shows that the, they're not just dedicated to, um, you know, being a great homebrew supplier, but they're dedicated to being a great member of the community. Yeah. And I think they looked at bringing us out there not as really, um, you know, something to increase business or anything, but it was really just kind of to help us, you know, meet with, uh, you know, the listeners and, and you know, uh, like-minded folks. And, and you know, that, that's just, uh, that's just uh, extra special. I think it really, really was wonderful. So, you know, if you appreciate, you know, what they're doing for us and and really for you, you listeners, um, you know, the show <clears throat> probably wouldn't exist uh, if uh, Northern Brewer didn't keep uh, sponsoring us. And uh, the interesting thing also is, you know, so there's a lot of families, little kids wandering around the shop there, you know, hmm. on this, uh, you know, the place is packed. I mean, there's streams of people coming into this thing parking lots full i mean mm. you know this is a big place so if it gets yeah. full it's a big deal yeah i mean there's there's hundreds of people at a time mm. at least in this in this place mm. and you know people coming in with the families and you know little kids and and uh we're getting ready to do the show and and uh i don't remember who i asked it was it chris or and i said uh so I see a lot of families here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we ought to make sure we don't say anything, you know, a little too, uh, you know. Uh, Be any. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, say whatever you want. <laughs> Do what you want. He thought about Usual it for a moment. Stuff. He goes, ah. Does he listen to our show? That's what I said. I said, you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I don't think you do. I'm always trying to get direction out of that guy. I mean, he's the boss man. Right. Yeah. And, and for that matter... He's my boss when, right, it, so when it comes to these things. He's just cut that shit out. Uh, we'll cut that shit out. He yeah. won't. He won't, but, man. But they won't. Says, you guys do what you do, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, he was just, uh, you know, I think, you know, once you cross that, that boundary of offering any any sort of editorial opinion, yeah, then, you know, it's a, it becomes a slippery slope. I think they, they look at it that way. They're like, well. Yeah, maybe so. Know, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not go down that road. Let's let them do what they do and, you know. Well, and uh, so I think we we actually decided for ourselves that not <laughs> we, we were pretty nice. kind of watch our language as much as possible, as much as as possible for us to do, right? You know, which is I don't well, know. we're you know we're not gratuitous about. It. I mean, it's appropriate. We you know do right. <laughs> throw it in there. gross things, but if it's not appropriate, <laughs> yeah. we usually don't. I mean, you know. Well, I'm not going to ask yeah. anymore. F them. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> do whatever they told us. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we can say whatever we want. And we have a show that we'll be posting. It was yeah. a Jamil show. It was a Can You Brew It episode, essentially, but we didn't do the Can You Brew It format. And this was another cool thing about the people that came out is we just did listener tastings. We mm-hmm. let the, you know, a lot of people brought their beers, people that weren't listeners, people that right. were listeners, and, and we evaluated them, and Jamil got to speak with them about the beer all on the air and, and talk about the different, uh, you know, issues and non-issues. And that will be posting in the same uh, podcast that you get already in just a couple weeks. So you do get show out of it too well as many as we did on the air there was as many off the air that they were there on friday couldn't be there saturday or you know they they couldn't be uh listen to the show for one reason or another um be there for the show so they they wanted to uh uh you know talk about it uh you know right there so as many as we did on the show 
there was uh, that many again. And, uh, and you got to talk to the brewers, too. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah we and, put them on the air with us, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, we don't. Jamil and I generally don't like tasting shows. No. Um, neither but, do I. I'm not a big fan. You know, but this one really well. I didn't watch it or listen to it. Oh, time, good. Or both. And having them there, each one of them in a live audience to, to talk with us about yeah, their beer right. made all the difference. It got out of yeah. this, like, what are you tasting kind of thing, which yeah. is kind of boring if you're listening and you don't mm-hmm. have the beer in front of you, to more like, well, what was your problem? What were you trying to do? Yeah. Why did you do that? What you know that kind of thing. That was interesting. Well, I think yeah, having the brewer there yeah. made made all the difference. And right. uh, I was you know very impressed with uh, the quality of beers. I, you know, some of them were just absolutely fantastic. You know, award winning beer. Hmm. I mean, you know, best to show quality beer. And um, and I think the worst we had was you know it was a good solid beer. Yeah, you know, something that. You know, you drink. You drink the whole keg. There was no spit-out beer. No dumpers. No No. dumpers, no spit-out. Not at all. And even uh, one guy, one real nice guy, he was like, well, you know, it was like my first batch, and I, you know, wasn't working, so I, you know, threw in some bread yeast, and... Marty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yep. And... (laughs) Actually, it was good. I had a little bit of hot alcohol to it, but other than that, Jamil and I were both great. worried. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no, the beer came tried. out nice, and it was. It was only his first batch, and uh, in fact, he we, he gave us to bring home some of his second batch. We've got to try too, and okay. and he got right up there and and talked about that beer with us on the air right. too. You know, as a young homebrewer like that, take so. some stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He didn't know how much he was sticking his neck out there, maybe. But that made it interesting too because I had never tried a beer with beer yeast and I I didn't know what the problem was so I got Jamil was talking about that and that's yeah. what I mean having them there to talk about it just made the difference. Oh yeah 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 it made a lot. Yeah. Otherwise you're just guessing as what the guy was trying to do. Yeah. All right, right, right. All righty. Well, and I guess uh we should get to our show, huh? Show. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought we were doing a travel show. That's right. Tra- that's right. Traveling with <laughs> Farty and Marty. Yes. Hey, like my dog barked. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. Yeah. You've been practicing. <laughs> now, now if I could just get good. you to stop humping my leg, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we'd be great. You didn't notice I took a piss on it, did you? <laughs> I don't know why she was wet. Was, oh, we, we, so pissed? we go to this one place, uh, Sugar Speaking Maple, yeah. and I'm standing there, and then just like, I feel an entire beer poured down my leg and into my shoe. <laughs> my shoe is oh, squishy. That's a strange yeah. feeling. Okay, and then I turn to, you know, I'm talking to me, and then I turn, and who's standing next to me but Bub? <laughs> I was going to say that, right? <laughs> it was Bub. And I'm like, hey, dude, did you just spill a beer on me? Uh-huh. And he's looking at his glass. He's like, no. <laughs> and he's standing there with like a, you know, this much beer in his glass. Like yeah. an inch, not even an inch of beer in his glass. I'm thinking, that thing was probably full a moment ago. <laughs> we just check your shoe, and you know. He's looking at his glass, and he's kind of, you know... He's feeling no pain at that point. Oh, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, Bub was having fun that <laughs> night. And uh, him and I closed that bar down. Me, him, uh, Brew Tattoo, oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. And, uh, uh, Kent, oh, Kurt, and Kurt. We closed that bar down. So, yes, Bub was having a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was quite the thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I had the squishy shoe going back. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you weren't walking. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and what's our our challenge today, Justin? All right. Well, tonight's show, uh, I'm going to be honest with everybody, it was my challenge. Uh, this wasn't a written-in <laughs> yeah, challenge. Yeah. I, I jumped into the loop here. Uh, Chad and I took a trip up to the Pacific Northwest, oh. uh, you know, that during uh, around Oregon Brewers Festival, and we stopped in at Leavenworth Brewing Company, who is also um, fish brewing company, Fish Organic Ales, and I loved their alt beer. I'm a big fan of the style, and so I really liked Fish Alt Beer, and we got to meet the brewer up there, Tony, really nice man, and so he sent some home with me, and I handed it over to Jamil, and I said, could you please do this one for me? I really, can mm-hmm. you brew this this alt? So that, that's it. Fish Brewing uh, Alt Beer, can you brew it from me? Well, and I, I like this, this beer a lot, uh, myself. I, you know, once, once I taste it, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a nice alt beer. You know, the, apparently the, the brewers put a lot of effort into, uh, uh, you know, figuring out how to brew a good alt beer. It's got that, uh, you know, firm bitterness. It's got, uh, uh, you know, a, a bit of bready malt. It's got a, a light fruitiness, uh, you know, some hop character it's to a it. Grain fin- fin character to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, uh, what we did was uh, got a hold of uh, the head brewer, which is uh, Tony Powell, and and you know, lo and behold, Tony happens to be a uh, listener of the show, and uh, he sent me a lot of uh, great things over over the uh, the years here. He's uh, actually uh, sent me some some great water information. He went around to uh, a bunch of uh, breweries. Uh, in Europe, and and one like the Pilsner Quell Brewery, mm. and took a uh, vial of water, and doing their water, off, huh? Sent it yeah. off for analysis, <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, it's not it's it's quite different than the often repeated. Oh, here's the water they're using. Wow, really? Um, so I I put it. I I did a uh, for brew your own. I did a uh, a uh, style profile column on. Uh, uh, Bohemian Pilsner, and that's in there. Tony's uh, water information, so it's really really nice of him to pass that along. And uh, so we gave him a call, and Tony was really helpful. And uh, I'll tell you what we'll do: we'll take a, a short break, and when we come back. We'll hear from Tony. Back after this. Hi, my roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby, I told you not to call me after eight. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? If you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, sucks. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and right, to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> 
Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. I'm speaking with Anthony Powell, head brewer at Fish Brewing Company in Olympia, Washington. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? All right. I'm uh, tasting a little bit of your uh, Eight Mile Alt here, which uh, is uh, making my day even better. Perfect. And uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, about Fish Brewing Company. This 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 Alt is a, a, a Leavenworth uh, brand beer from Fish Brewing Company. Yeah. And uh, I wondered, you, you guys do a lot more than just uh, beer. You also do ciders, and uh, it's it's quite a quite an outfit you have up there. Can you tell me something about uh, Fish Brewing Company? Yeah, let's see. We were founded in about 1993, and about that same time up in Leavenworth, Washington, a brewery was founded called Leavenworth Brewing. And uh, then about 2001, we merged with them, took on their recipes, and uh, started brewing all of their beer uh, in-house. Their founder uh, started doing sales for us, and... uh, yeah, so Leavenworth beer has been brewed in Olympia since about 2001. 
Very interesting. And how, how did you guys get into ciders? Um, that's a good question. There's a company called Washington Wine and Beverage. And in, uh, let's see, 2005, I believe it was, we merged with them. They took on shares of our stock, and we took on the rights to the brand name for uh, Spire Mountain Ciders. Um, they were interested in seeing those ciders marketed alongside of beer because as a uh, as a winery, it didn't work so well for marketing the product to market a cider alongside a wine. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've been uh, with Fish Brewing Company since uh, March of 2004, is that correct? Uh, yes. And how did you get started with them? How, how did that uh, come to pass? Well, I... Uh, I was a baker at the time and a home brewer and pretty serious about my home brewing. And I uh, started there at the brewery and uh, started out kegging and delivering beer to a couple direct distribute accounts. Mm-hmm. And after two weeks, they let a brewer go, and I started getting trained on the brew deck. Then after a year's time, they gave me the title of lead brewer, which kind of meant I oversaw the, the work production on the brew deck. And then... Uh, Oh, let's see, in 2008, my old boss Jennifer moved on to another job, and sometime that year I got promoted to head brewer. And what's the the, uh, brew length that you do there? How how big a batch of uh, uh, 8-mile alt do you make at a time? Well, it's a 40-barrel system, but with the alt beer, we're normally brewing a 30-barrel batch to fit in a little 30-barrel fermenter we have. Mm Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we'll do two thirty-barrel batches to fill a sixty-barrel fermenter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I, I've been tasting this beer, and uh, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of uh, nice uh, toasty, bready uh, mm-hmm. notes to it. Uh, a, a good uh, multi character, uh, you know, it, but not not multi sweet, but multi uh, bready and uh, some good melanoidins, touch of hops. It's got a nice uh, deep gold amber color to it, firm bittering. And uh, uh, from my experience going to uh, Dusseldorf, I think this is uh, pretty darn close in there with uh, some of the, uh, the examples I had there. How did you come to, uh, to pass uh, coming up with this recipe? Well, um, I spent some time in Dusseldorf myself mm-hmm. and uh, tasted some beers and took a lot of notes. And uh, then I happened upon an article in the uh, New Brewer uh, one year that was written by uh, Frank Hubmiller, who was brewmaster at Zumurig. And that was part of the influence, as well as uh, Horst Dornbusch's book. I read through that on alt beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel's uh, Designing Great Beers. And I've even looked at uh, your Brewing Classic Styles book about alt beer. All right. Way to get in a good plug for me there. Thanks. In, in <laughs> well, I think it shows. I think uh, uh, you know. I think this is this is right in there. Longest, uh, uh, you know. There's there's other. How do I put this delicately? There are other beers that in the U.S. that are um, identified as being similar to a classic uh, German alt beer, and I would say that this is a much better example of a classic German alt beer than a lot of those other beers that that may be listed in the uh, in the style guide or anything like that. Well, that makes me feel real good to hear that. That's what we are shooting for. Yeah, I, I, like like I I think uh, you know your dedication to uh, you know tour around Dusseldorf and uh, you know check out all the alts and do all this study. I think it it really shows, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, you know we've gotten requests to uh, to clone this beer. 
and uh, requests uh, for for uh, you know specifically this uh, eight mile alt. How about it, Tony? Can you can you help us out with some uh, some guidance on on how we'd brew this beer? Yeah, I can. I've got sitting in front of me a, a copy of a brew sheet from oh, one of the last times we brewed it, and I've got the uh, the malt percentages on here as well as the poundage, and I'll tell awesome. you whatever you need to know. Great. Well, why don't we start with? Uh, I know the ABV is about four point six, right? That is correct. And uh, what, what do you what do you start as far as starting gravity? Um, we're looking at about eleven five, eleven six degrees Plato, mm-hmm. right in that range. Okay. And uh, how about IBUs? Um, I'm guessing they're around thirty. Uh, I think I calculated that when we uh, were first writing the recipe. However, my experience has been that uh, the calculations compared to lab analysis don't always jive, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing around 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what's the SRM color? That's a good question. I would... Uh, I don't know. I would guess it's about uh, in the 20s, 25-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, how long a boil time do you do on these? We're uh, doing about a 65-minute boil. Okay. 65, 75-minute boil, depending on uh, what our origi- initial kettle gravity is. Okay. And then uh, what about your your mash profile? Do you uh, do single infusion? Do you do uh, multi-step? We're a single-step infusion, and we're targeting a strike temp of 152. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how about the, the grain bill on this? Well, let's see. The... Uh, it's about 61% uh, best malts, Pilsen malt, and then we're about 26% best malts, Munich malt, then 6% wheat malt, and we are using the white wheat malt from uh, Great Western Malting, uh, 3% uh, caramel Munich 60 from Brees, uh, 3% carapils, and uh, let's see here. Then we're looking at about 2.7% Carafa Special 2 from uh, Wireman. And you use that Carafa 2 because of uh, the husk, uh, that it's huskless? Uh... Yeah, we're looking just to, just to get a little color out of it and mm-hmm. not a ton of flavor. Mm-hmm. Don't want any burnt astringent flavors. Okay. And um, <clears throat> anything else about the, uh, the grain bill that we should know or... Um, that's that's pretty much it. We're looking at about a three to one liquor to grist ratio. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And how about uh, hopping? Hopping, we are uh, using all pellet hops, and uh, we're using imported uh, German Hollowtau tradition, five point seven percent alpha acid, and we're doing point uh, one pounds per barrel for sixty minutes. And then, uh, then we toss some hops in the whirlpool. So uh, once we get done boiling, we start our transfer over to the whirlpool. So we'll generally have the hops in the whirlpool, and we start pumping the wort over. Mm-hmm. It takes us about 15 minutes to get the wort from the kettle to the whirlpool, and then we're resting in that whirlpool pretty hot for about 20 minutes before we actually cast out to the chill it and cast out. And it takes us about... Uh, takes about 25 minutes to cast out a 30-barrel batch. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, those Whirlpool hops are a, a blend of Hollowtau tradition and German Spalter. 
Um, the tradition is uh, 0.52 pounds per barrel, and the uh, Spalter is 0.52 pounds uh, per barrel. Mm-hmm. And that's in the whirlpool, and we start casting out. Okay, great. Uh, and then uh, how about the, the yeast strain of fermentation? That's the uh, Y-East 1007 alt-beer strain, mm-hmm. which just happens to be our Leavenworth house strain. Okay. And uh, what's the uh, fermentation like on this? It's uh, We're fermenting at a temperature about 62 Fahrenheit. Um, we're shooting for a pitching rate of about 750,000 cells per mil per degree Plato. And uh, we normally hit terminal gravity on this beer, I would say, in about four days, mm-hmm. three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, terminal gravity is normally around uh, three to maybe 3.4 degrees Plato. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, do you make any water adjustments with this? Um, we're adding a little bit of calcium to it. Uh, we're adding... For a 30-barrel batch, we're adding 200 grams of uh, calcium chloride and then uh, 70 grams of calcium carbonate to the uh, to the mash tun, and that's just simply for the sake of getting a little calcium in the work for yeast. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a pretty uh, uh, soft uh, water there? Yeah. Most, let's see, our... Uh, our calcium, I think, is about nine parts per million, and oh, uh, yeah. everything's uh, yeah, single really digit. Low. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the only thing we really do have any of is our uh, our alkalinity. Our, uh, our measure, our alkalinity measured as uh, bicarbonate is seventy mm-hmm. parts per million. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons you want that, that calcium in there is so the uh, yeast will flocculate, or yeast health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else uh, you'd uh, suggest if if we were trying to uh, uh, take a stab at making a beer uh, as good as this one? Well, um, like I say, on that hop edition that we we toss in the whirlpool, it might be a good idea to to boil that for five or ten minutes because, um, like when I homebrew, I'm using a chiller similar to yours, where as soon as I hit flame out, I'm down below 140 in about two minutes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine if you're throwing in a hop addition at that point, you get a lot more aroma out of it than we do at flame out on our our commercial system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the aroma on this is fairly subtle. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is some hop aroma, uh, but it's more um, uh, hop flavor and you know a firm bittering, and yeah. not a whole lot of aroma. So I think that's a, that's an excellent tip. Alrighty. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Tony. We uh, we appreciate uh, all the help with this and the great beers that you're brewing out there. And uh, I think uh, if uh, people want to get a hold of this beer to give it a try, you're distributed in uh, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Northern California, some in Alaska, New Mexico, Arizona, and uh, you've even seen some down in San Diego. That is correct. So uh, hopefully... Uh, the rest of the country won't have to wait too long before uh, they get your beers, but I guess that that would mean you'd have to uh, brew even harder and brew a lot more beer. <laughs> well, that's, Keep up uh, with the demand. That's what we want to do. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you're some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to Can You Brew It? How about that Tony from... Uh, Fish Brewing Company is a great guy. He is a great guy. Wow, he really helps. Big time supporter. Well, <laughs> he's a fan too. So, That's great. So he he gives uh, Justin uh, like a six pack to bring down, and they drink a couple of them on the way down from uh, from Washington, and then um, uh, you know. So then we're there, and uh, you know, for the interview, I drink one, and then. Uh, 
we're like, okay, well, so we got like you know three bottles left for the show, which is plenty. And then you brew the beer, and then we're here for the show, and the beer isn't. Like that gone. was a month ago, we yeah. <laughs> right. My house is a beer suck, man. <laughs> what are we gonna um, do? So it, it vaporized. What, what happens? But uh, contact Tony, and sure enough, he sends us out uh, a twelve pack uh, to my house this time. <laughs> And uh, that's why we have. And now we've managed to have three bottles. Yes, yes. Okay. we have more than three bottles. Oh, great. We have plenty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, during the break, we did a blind tasting. We uh, we had the at this time it was the square and the triangle uh, to choose from. And let's see. Why don't we start with uh, Nathan? Uh, Nathan <laughs> Smith. He's here in the studio with hey us. There. Uh, one of our. Uh, our clone masters here, it's part um, of our team, uh, and and Nathan isn't he? Uh, he's he's batting uh, batting a thousand so far, isn't he? Well, pretty close. I guess it depends on how how you look uh, at the Gordon. The I think Gordon. the Gordon was it was a uh, was a clone in the end, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think we went cloned. Yeah. I, I'd say these. Maybe. I'd know. say these are really really close. Uh-huh. I think I'm detecting a little bit of age on one versus the other, but I would say it's it's cloned. Oh, all right, okay, and Justin. Yeah, I wanted to say it was cloned. I was real close to saying that, actually. Um, and and the more I tasted them, actually, the the more similar they got. It maybe I don't know if it was that they warmed up, but they're not similar enough for me to say cloned. For one, there's a big color difference, right? That that I noticed right off the bat. Um, uh, the triangle uh, actually, to me, looks more like an alt beer. has uh, has a has a, a closer color that that real deep red. Um, not that the the square is out would be out of style, but anyway, different color and yeah, there's a fruitiness and and, and a kind of a a fruitiness and a bitterness in the square, which I think is the fish alt um, that is not in the triangle, which I think is Tasty's alt uh, as he was challenged to brew this beer. Uh, I don't know, Tasty is close, man, but I think. Something has to change. So by our standards, you know, uh, if, if, you know, would we change something? I think something has to be changed. Unfortunately, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm not that talented. <laughs> well, it's gonna be tricky. Uh, for me, um, again, you know, the more I drink, if I drink a lot of these, then all of a sudden they become closer, and I'm not sure if. <laughs> but <that's laughs> with the alcohol or uh, no. Um, can you drink that much? Or? And, as, and as they warm up, yeah, if I drink enough, I'll call anything clone. Ah, yeah, it's cloned. All right. Um, the, the 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 one that is tasty's is the is the triangle apparently, and yeah. the, the square is the fish salt. And the the one of the most noticeable differences. Well, there's there's a there's a slight color difference. Um, and there's a. Uh, you know, there's a lot more spalt character in the triangle than there is in the square. The tasty beer. Yeah, and Mike's Mike's version has a lot more spalt character. And we moved the Whirlpool Hop Edition back to like a, a twenty minute edition in order to you know kind of remove some of that flavor and aroma that um, you'd get otherwise from you know a long Whirlpool, long hot Whirlpool. Uh, or you know uh, that you lose in a long uh, whirlpool, trying to match that, and I'd say the triangles is a is a tad more bitter. I'm not sure that the um, bittering additions are wrong. 
you know, and, it, and it's generally odd that, you know, you would get more utilization than a commercial brewer. So I, I think maybe, you know, water. You know, we've been kind of kicking this around. But I'd, 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 have, to, I'd have to say, uh, regrettably not cloned. How about you, Tasty? Uh, yeah, I agree. It's not, not cloned. Uh, yeah, the uh, in in the real beer, the uh, the uh, fish eleven worth eight mile alt, uh, it has a uh, the the hop profile is if you like could plot the the impact in in your mouth like in terms of what point you know in the middle or the end do you get the the biggest hop impact. There's mm-hmm. is sort of more in the middle. Mine. It sort it seems to be more at the end, like uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. finishes a bitter. Mm-hmm. Theirs is, is more bitter in in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and because I think this is more like other than the the color issue, and it looks like I'm probably maybe twenty percent too dark or something like that. Mm. You think less? Less than that. All right, ten, fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's more. I agree with you. It's it's a. It's the way the, the the water is treated the whole brew. I think that mm-hmm. his water is a lot of different than what I use for my water. Mm-hmm. So uh, hmm. I don't think I'm going to change a whole lot about this recipe when I do rebrew it, just to right. get right back to a baseline. Well, and speaking about the water, you know, one of the uh, we did a uh, color show on uh, Brew Strong with uh, John Palmer and AJ Delang. And, um, you know, one of the things that was brought up was how pH does affect color. So that could be one of the, one of the possibilities there, you know, because of, uh, you know, different water and, and, uh, you know, those kinds of, uh, things making the difference. Well, all right, here's a recipe that, uh, we got from, uh, Tony, uh, <clears throat> and, and per listener request and trying to, uh, Simplify things as much as possible so people can get these recipes off the audio. Um, about 60% or 2.9 kilograms of uh, Pilsner malt. This would be in you know six gallons at the end of the boil. You've got six gallons sitting in your kettle. Uh, about uh, 25.5% or 1.24 kilograms of Munich malt. Uh, 6% uh, point two, uh, or 290 grams of wheat malt. 3% or 140 Grams of Care uh, Munich 60, 3% or 140 grams of Care Pills, and 2.7% or 130 grams of Carafa Special. Um, if you're doing extract, um, that would be 2.8 kilograms of a Munich blend, liquid blend, and uh, a half a kilogram, let's say, of a wheat liquid malt extract. And that would replace the Pilsner, the Munich, and the wheat. That'd be your best bet there. All right, uh, on the uh, hopping, uh, that's 8.8 grams of uh, Halitauer at uh, 5.7% alpha acid pellets, uh, 60 minutes, and uh, uh, 45.6 grams of Halitauer at uh, 5.7 alpha at uh, 20 minutes. And then uh, the same amount, 45.6 grams of uh, uh, Spalt uh, at 5% alpha acid at 20 minutes. And ferment with the uh, White Labs uh, WLP 036 Dusseldorf Alt Yeast at, uh, what, 62? Uh, Or uh, Y Yeast uh, uh, 1007 Alt Strain. I think that's what uh, Tony said he uses. Yeah. Right, right, right. So either one of those should be fine. And um, 
<clears throat> his pitching rate was uh, at 750, which is, uh, if you use the pitching rate calculator, um, that's just the AL setting. Mm-hmm. I'll get you right there. And your finishing gravity, he said, uh, 3 to 3.4 degrees Plato. And he adds, um, for six gallons, it would have been 1.3 grams of calcium chloride and a half gram of calcium carbonate in a six-gallon batch. And uh, should I do the uh, imperial measures for these? Oh, no, that's that's straightforward, no. All right, because people said they want a percentage instead of uh, measures, so I thought I'd go percentage in kilograms and... Yeah, the, metric, uh, which is so much easier to work with. Yeah, the you, yeah the pounds doing. and ounces here are like point three two, and they're all odd odd things like that. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Put it into your your, your promesh or your beer well, smith or whatever. Yeah, six point four pilsner, two point seven three pounds Munich, point six three pound wheat, point three two pound Kara Munich, point three two pound Kara Pils, and point two nine pounds Carafa Special Two. And if you're doing a Extract, you do like maybe 6.3 pounds of a Munich blend and one pound of a wheat uh, blend. Um, and the reason you, you'd use those is um, those blends usually are, are done with a Pilsner or a two-row. So, that, you know, it's hard to get exactly the same percentage that you would uh, using the all-grain. But that th- those extracts should get you pretty close. All right. So, uh, Mike, uh, you know, you, this is your challenge, and you brewed this thing. Um, you know, tell us what, uh, you know, what what your thoughts are on it, and, and and how your brew day went, and all that stuff. Well, the, um, the brew day was uh, fairly uneventful. I didn't have any um, particular issues. I hit my uh, pre-boil gravity and pre-boil uh, volume. Um, same with the post-boil uh, numbers; those were all exactly right. Uh, Nothing unusual about the boil. I thought it was pretty typical for, for my beer. Um, you know, Tony did say that he boils, you know, 65 to 75 minutes, depending on, you know, what his uh, pre-boil gravity is. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I didn't I didn't have to make that adjustment, but, I, you know, uh, if I had, I, I think that it's kind of a question I have maybe that I can throw out there to you, Jamil, is is. You know, does that affect? I mean, that does that affect the flavor of the beer if I boil longer? I mean, yeah, it's going to change the color, right? Uh, color, you know, is unless you're really violently boiling it or I you put a lot of heat. Yeah, you know, color is it, it it changes, but it's pretty slight. I don't know, think that that would account for for that much color development. Um, it might it might be a combination of that pH, you know. Uh, you know, maybe we're you know a few grams off of uh, on the craft special or something like that. Um, but you know, one thing that we should do is measure the pH of the Leavenworth beer and measure the pH of your beer. Oh, I think the two pHs are different. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that uh, much thinner flavor into the out of the Leavenworth beer. You know, my beer seems a little thicker. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I don't quite know what you mean by that. Just but, the mouthfeel. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not... Uh, the, the Leavenworth beer seems to have a much simpler ester profile. Tasty's beer seems to have a much more complex ester profile. 
Uh, you know, I, I think that's the, the Spalt hops in, in Tasty's coming through. Spalt has a very... Spicy, characterful yeah, type of flavor. Yeah. Floral, spicy, and, and gives it kind of a soapy kind of character. I can see that. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't think the uh, mouthfeel is really... Uh, that different between it, although, you know, the the Leavenworth actually seems softer to me, and uh, like it has more more sulfate or more chloride, probably more chloride. More chloride. Ratio, right? right, exactly. Yeah. I don't think it has hardly any sulfate, and I think exactly. the thing is, Tasty's has some some sulfite, and that's why the yeah. the bittering, you know, is a lot sharper and and really lingers uh, in Tasty's, whereas it it disappears in the. Uh, the Leavenworth beer, I think. So you have a well, standard water chemistry you use for yeah, your beers, right? Beer, Tasty? Yeah, 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 I just get it up. I call it the uh, pale ale, basically. So that's kind of the water I start with. So is it, it favors calcium sulfate a bit, then, or are they about even? Yeah, yeah, I think they're about even. But okay, yeah, but it has a fair amount of sulfate in it because I, you know, I don't think I have as much calcium as I think I might have more calcium than uh, than uh, Tony has in his beer. Well, I bet you have a lot more sulfate. And sulfate, That's my too. guess. Right. Yeah. Because I'm using the gypsum. Right. Well, and the funny thing is, it, that water's worked very well for most beers. <laughs> yeah, mean, well, uh, I don't make this. This is a you know, right. beer. I probably never made this style before, actually. But, you know, most of the breweries we come across, they're like, yeah, we throw in some gypsum. Yeah, yeah, yeah we throw in some yeah, gypsum. And, and, yeah, we throw in and, some and gypsum. so far, that's worked well. So, know, Tasty, I'm doing the yeah, same yeah, thing. throw in some gypsum. <laughs> <laughs> and we come across one brewery that doesn't throw in gypsum, and it, it's, you know. Threw us a curve there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I won't make this beer again until I talk to Tony and get, find out exactly what is in his water. And it sounds he sounds like a guy that would know. So, Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he like I said, he uh, provided uh, um you know, some analysis on uh, different uh, brewing waters, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and, you know, and in that, I think uh, he may have included his brewing water. I, I don't remember. It might have been one of the analysis reports that was oh. that he that he sent along. Um, so we may actually have that uh, detailed analysis. And uh, you know, we talked about maybe bumping the carafa down. Uh, to 100 grams instead of 130. To get the color down. Get the yeah. color down. Because I don't think that would really affect the flavor much. Um, yeah, everything affects flavor, but yeah, you really wouldn't taste that difference, but you'd see it. And uh, But that bittering um, is just substantially different, and the, the spalt flavor and aroma it. is so much higher in yours than in the fish salt that... I would cut that Spalt edition by half. It just... And you use Spalt, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. Wow. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just really prominent in there. And I've made all Spalt beers before, and they have that kind of... Um, during the tasting, I, I was saying kind of soapy it's a like a combination of um like this real floral and kind of spicy and kind of you know some other malt character and it and it, it almost seems soapy to me hmm. and uh but that's what i get from spalt every time it's that specific flavor and that specific aroma and uh 100 spalt beer and it's like oh yeah yeah you used a lot of spalt but so I don't know. I, I I think I would back off on that. I would almost replace it with more Hallow Tower and you know 
just like, oh, well. Well, maybe, well, maybe my total IBUs is, is too high as well. So maybe. Right, right. You know. Yeah, it's just uh, too spalty for me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a it's a unique signature. And I do taste it in the fish halt as well, but um, it's subtle. It's kind of background, and, it's, and it tastes good. And then it's it's just too bold, which is weird. I and mean, it's one of the only hops that I don't like to taste a lot of it in a beer. And I've I've uh, you know, been told in the past, well, you know, you can't make a an alt without using spalt. You know, that's that's the traditional hop of of alt beers. And I don't know, <laughs> just I don't remember tasting that in Dusseldorf. Do you think some of the people using spalt in the U.S. are it's a U.S. grown spalt that has a slightly more citrus or aggressive character to it? Maybe or, I've gotten German spalt though. Yeah, and I it's, think what I know, use most important. It seems yeah. like small amounts of it would lock into the Munich malt toastiness really yeah, nicely, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, any more than that's going to kind of muddy that up and cover it's, it up. It's pretty pungent. It really is. It really the flavor right. just carries right on through. But we're using the you know the amounts that uh, Tony said he was using, right? So, well, right, but we're doing it at twenty minutes and not not in the whirlpool. Right, right, and so we should get less of that character. You'd think. I think it's back to the water again a bit. Right. That's I think probably the water is driving the equation. Part right, of that. Right. Big part of that. Yeah. So the interesting thing is the beer that uh, Tasty made, is a, it's a great beer and uh, very drinkable. But <laughs> <laughs> I could hardly have enough left to bring tonight. It was so good. I was yeah, drinking we're, it We're kind of like, well, you know, I guess we can't call that cloned. We cannot. I'll make some more. <laughs> All right, yeah. At least this one you won't mind making more. You know? Well, like, hey, I, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, we got a, we got a few. Uh, I'll drink the mistakes. Right, we got a, we got a few to uh, to redo. Anyways, why don't we take a short break, and we come back, uh, we'll uh, wrap up the show on uh, Leavenworth 8 Mile Alt. Back after this. Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood, and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hell no. We need it for a Flinders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacacus Damnathus on the barrel. Sorry. Your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks. What do we have here? Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy. We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cast in 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. 
Mother White Labs. It's all in the vial. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a brewing network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This holiday season is one of gratitude, giving, and winning. More Beer says thank you to all their wonderful customers with deals from Thanksgiving through New Year's, in addition to low prices, free shipping, and the More Beer deal of the day every day. And one lucky customer is going to win Regan's Big Fat Package, the very first More Beer pressurizable conical fermenter. Rolling out just in time for the holidays, it's their brand new redesigned stainless conical line with a new threadless racking port, new stand options and a new pressurizable lid. They're giving away one of these new pressurizable conicals on December 31st. For every order you place with more beer between November 1st and December 31st, use the coupon code CONICAL up to once every day to enter yourself into the drawing. Go to morebeer.com for more details. The 2009 More Beer season of winning. Win yourself some great deals and maybe even a brand new conical fermenter. Enter today only at morebeer.com. What's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it tasty. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, Leavenworth 8 Mile Alt. Brewed by the Fish Brewing Company and our good friend out there, Tony Powell. Uh, he brews a brews a fine beer. If you ever get yourself out to Olympia, Washington, go out and check out the uh, Fish Brewing Company. Uh, I know they they're very kind and uh, generous when uh, Justin and Chad and uh, went up there and, and visited. So uh, I'm sure they'd they'd welcome uh, some well behaved uh, listeners up to their up to their place. <laughs> It's a good spot, and uh, we've got uh, some fans in the chat room, actually, yeah. uh, big fans uh, who have been fans for a long time. Cool. So they're excited that we're doing a, doing a style from a right. little place up there. All right. Well, uh, how about uh, that chat room? We got any questions from the chat room uh, about uh, the spirit? We process? do. And, and some of those big fans wanted me to mention, so Leavenworth has gone through some uh, ownership changes over the years, which Tony talked to me about, too. Um, but the big fans who have been drinking their beers for years wanted just me to give a shout-out to Scott Hansen, who was the founder of Leavenworth Beers. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure he's involved anymore, but mm-hmm. they just wanted to – I guess they've been drinking his beer for a long time, so they want to make sure I mention that. So mm-hmm. there you go. Scott Hansen, the founder of Leavenworth originally. All right. Uh, how about questions about the uh, 10.07 yeast uh, uh, from – Y yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one brewer here, uh, who's who's also a fan of Leavenworth, says that um, he, he wants to know what temp 
you think is ideal for that yeast. And then, of course, in this beer, too, he says every time he uses it, uh, he just gets an amazing fermentation. Things just kind of blowing up and, mm. and really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he doesn't know if he's doing it too warm or... Right. You know, interesting thing is uh, on some of these alt and Kolsch yeast that, uh, uh, you know, the yeast companies, you know, will say, go warm, go warm. You know, they're like 65 and, and above. But uh, I find they all work just fine down, you know, 60 and even in the 50s, uh, you know, 56, 55. Um, and, you know, I'm sure some of them may stop, but I've never really experienced that problem. I, I like... Uh, you know what uh, Tony's doing here with the 62 degrees uh, Fahrenheit uh, fermentation. I think that for me is kind of the sweet spot. I might start at 60 and then uh, you know let it crawl up a little bit towards uh, you know the mid 60s, and then at the end I might be up as high as say 65 or so, 66. Okay. All right, and he's using it right now to brew Leavenworth's wheat ale too. Yeah. How about you, Tasty? Did That's you? the house yeast. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I brewed with it at, at uh, sixty-two, and it was ripper and I, I mm-hmm. could see mm-hmm. Tony mentioned he gets it uh, in four days. He's complete. So right. I think I was done in like six, so, which is pretty quick. Yeah, oh. <laughs> two minutes. 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually complete in two minutes. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and then the same brewer, uh, a phone man. He's in there. And how do you feel about Bree Smaltz? Um, versus other uh, malts from other manufacturers. He's talking about the color of this beer and how that might affect it. Do you think it's a it's a manufacturer thing, or this would have happened as long as you get the right style of malt from any uh, manufacturer? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting because um, you know certain certain malts. There's uh, very little difference. Uh, you know, if you ask. Um, uh, you know, was, we were going through the uh, – we got Fuller's coming up, I'll tell you that much. And uh, talking to the guys at Fuller's, they're they're saying, hey, you know, as long as you're using a, a quality, uh, you know, Maris Otter-based, uh, you know, pale ale malt, you can use any of them. You know, they're all, they're all great. Okay. But, you know, even they'll say, well, you know, when it comes to, like, crystal malt or chocolate malt, <laughs> oh, you need this one specific, uh, you know – uh, maltster, and you know the colors can vary considerably. You can have chocolate malt, uh, you know, any, anywhere from uh, you know 300 love up to you know 550, 600 love. Right? Uh, there's a huge range in, in color in some of these. So if you just say chocolate malt, it's like, well, you know, what's the what's the uh, you know what's the the color of that, and the flavor is going to be considerably different as well. So sometimes it's it's kind of critical. I, that's one of the things you were talking about, maybe tasty uh, trying, maybe going with best malts for the uh, yeah for the base and the uh, right. yeah. yeah, that might have something to do with it. Hard to say. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have to pull the stops because I don't want to get it wrong again. So I'm gonna you know, right, 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 right. Swine flu over there. It's driving Apparently me Apparently so. The the chat room J, JP just came there and there. Uh, I think it's time to put put JP down. They also want me to take the light off your forehead. They're wondering if I could, wondering if I could do that for just help out the folks at home. Uh, okay, another good question, uh, Tasty. You had mentioned about how the bittering uh, seems to appear in the middle of the fish and at the end of yours. Right. right. And so the question was, uh, how do you how do you do that? Is that something you can control? Is there a <laughs> recipe change that you'll do to make your bittering appear in the middle rather than the end? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I you know, I would tend to, uh, you know, if you hop it, you know, I, you know, if you, for instance, if I didn't use a sixty minute hop, I would expect I wouldn't have a lot of late finishing, you know, bitterness because it's going to be all flavor, right? Uh, but I really can't explain it in this beer and, and what I did versus what you know how how Tony brews the beer. Um, so you know, I get back to the water. I think the water seems to be, you know, driving the train here. And I think I just need to get that firmed up before I can even come close to making his beer. Got to firm up the train, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and and I think um, you know maybe the, the 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 two bitterings kind of appear at the same time, but you know the way I I get it the 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 Leavenworth. The bittering's there, and then it fades fairly quickly, and your finish is even. You know, you don't get this uh, a, a lingering bitterness. And on Mike's, um, you know, the bittering appears, and maybe even appears a little later, and then it just yeah. gets a little more intense and more intense and more intense. And then even after you've finished, um, you still get some bittering from mm-hmm. it. And the, the bingering, bittering lingers, and um, and that's why we're thinking, you know, water. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky one because you know Mike's been successful in all these other ones, and uh, this one is like thrown over a loop here. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So this this will be good. Uh, you know, good uh, experience in adjusting your system to you know meet somebody else's. Well, I really can't adjust the system. I have to adjust the you right. know, the, the ingredients, which well, is the, 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 the water yeah. and the risk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A good follow-up question just came through. Uh, do you think the bitterness difference um, is due to the difference in the speed of cooling? Would that affect uh, where this bitterness occurs? Yeah, I'm, I mean, Tony's uh, forever in the whirlpool. I mean, he, right. he's right. like in there 25, and there's another 25. and right. Right. Takes forever to get it out of the whirlpool into the fermenter, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, it's like, oh no, I, I I whirlpool, you know, physically for five minutes. I let it sit for five, and then I'm in the fermenter in fifteen. You know, that's because you use that therminator, uh, yeah. uh, just a plate chiller. So it, yeah, you're you're chilling pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's you know it's it's gone. So mm-hmm. even you know, like if I were to do whirlpool additions. Um, I'm not going to get that much because I'm not into that long. That's why you know we have to back it up into the right. into the boil. Now, I could try it, you know, extending the whirlpool. That is, letting it sit there like he does, or you know, right. simulate his 45 mm-hmm. minute whirlpool. Uh, I well, may have to keep the temp up a little. And bit. that's what we were thinking was okay. Well, if it's um, you know, if we've backed the the whirlpool addition too far back to simulate the whirlpool, then you know, yeah, that could account for more bittering than intended, but um, the the problem is, uh, uh, why is it? Uh, you know, why are we getting so much uh, hot flavor and aroma? You know, well, um, it could be the spalt at boiling versus the spalt right. at you know you at would, whirlpool temperature. You would think, you know, you leave it a little later on. Um, you know, you you'd get more hot flavor and aroma and less bittering. So, you know, we're getting more of both. So maybe maybe I just screwed up on the on the math for the additions. Well, we'll certainly check that. Double. Although you very rarely screw that up. I mean, never that I know. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't tell you. I actually did the math for this one. Tasty. And handed <laughs> oh, it to you. that explains it. Yeah, I forgot to. Well, it's point one. Pound, the show. We'll do it over. <laughs> point one pound per barrel at sixty minutes, right? Which was the eight point eight grams, and then point five two pound per barrel. 
of both the Hallow Tower and the Spalt. And that's, uh, you know, at the Whirlpool, which equated to about, you know, 46 grams. Well, yeah, calculates the same IBUs that he's using, you know, his previous. Right, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hard hard to say. All right, last question clarification, um, because you guys have been talking about this with the water. Uh, Freak Brothers is in the chat, and he just, he wants to know, are you saying that the water needs to be softer for this style? Is that what you mean when you're talking about these changes? I think think Tony's water is softer than mine. Okay, right. And favors chloride versus sulfate. Yes. Which gives a softer feel to the whole thing and, and kind of suppresses some of the bittering. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll use his water next time. Yeah. They drive up to Olympia. <laughs> I won't do that, but I'll... He's no. been so nice, I'll ask him to ship us, uh, <laughs> ship us some water. Uh, 30 uh, yeah, gallons man. of water for your brew. I need about 24 gallons. <laughs> well, and the, cool, the cool thing about Tony, too, is he's still homebrews. And he isn't just well, like... Why can't he do this? What's, what, we can do the challenges. He thing. isn't just like, oh, you know, let me, uh, you know, do some piddly ass uh you know home brewing he's got this like master with chains on it so he can do a proper decoction and wow. you know like like chains on a master and uh you know he's got like this whole the whole thing he's really uh a student of you know the old world methods in germany mm-hmm. and uh you know bavaria and all and so he wants to uh kind of mimic that and be able to reproduce that at home and do like an ultimate decoction uh, test where, you know, you're using everything that they use on their decoction in order to, uh, you know, simulate it. And uh, so very cool. He's he's uh, quite an interesting guy and uh, very generous and very helpful. So that really made the difference for us, although uh, Tasty uh, fell down on this one. I didn't make it. Oh, well. You know, we still love you. Don't All know right. why, but uh, we do. A few more misses, and I'm out of here. I know it. I That's right. I was the last fail, Tasty. We can have a pity party together <laughs> later <laughs> if you want. We'll drink all your alt. All right. We'll have another show for the losers. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to have a written warning uh, system uh, going here. But, uh, yeah, we'll end up hitting those in, in a future show. And, uh, you know, uh, until then, uh, make sure you hit... Uh, our sponsors hit uh, Northern Brewer www.northernbrewer.com. E- even if you're not ordering some, uh, you know, send them an email. Tell them how much you appreciate their support because it matters. They they appreciate hearing that uh, you guys listen and like the show, and uh, they you know they at least get a kick out of it. And you go to the uh, the Brewing Network store www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Pick up a shirt, pick up a book, pick up a hat, some glasses, lots of cool logo uh, gear in the store. Uh, which also goes to the uh, Brewing Network's bottom line and, and keeps uh, all these fine programs on the air. And uh, until later, uh, make sure you're out there. Brew one. Brew one for somebody else. Share lots of beer. And uh, most of all, brew strong. And often. <laughs>